Sometimes you need to take control to make a difference. That's why with FlexPath from Capella University, you're in control. Set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move at a pace that works for you. Discover a different way forward at capella.edu. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. This is a strange world we live in. We all know that. I'd just like to get two gripes off my chest before we get to our guest this hour, Dr. William Steen. Number one, I called up Bell Canada today to complain about something. And where do I end up calling Bell Canada? A call center in India. That's my gripe number one. Like, let's keep Bell Canada in Canada and let's employ Canadians because it's not Bell India. It's not Bell Punjab. It's Bell Canada. That's my number one gripe. Number two, here in Canada, and especially in Hamilton, I don't know about the rest of Canada or the United States, now when you go into certain stores, you go to the checkout, you have 20, 30 articles, and then they ask you the stupidest question. Do you want a bag? Well, yes. It's going to cost you money. Okay. Do I get a plain bag with no writing on it? Well, no, you get the bag with the store logo on it and all the information about the store. And I'm saying, no, no, no. You want me to pay for a bag You give me a bag that is blank. I don't want to have to pay you to advertise your store. The world is going crazy. It's going to hell in a handbasket. And when you read newspaper front page headlines that say more than 200 Newark police officers may face layoffs due to 16.7 million budget shortfall, you know the world is going nuts. Now, I can see cutting down on certain certain things in a, in, a, in a city, in a county, in a state, in a province, even federally. But we're fighting a war on terrorism. We're fighting a war on increased crime. And what are they saying? Well, we're just going to lay off 20 police officers. Why? Because we need, uh, let me see, $16.7 million 
uh, extra in our in our budget. So what do we do? We we cut off the police officers. And to me, this would say to the criminals, okay, you, you guys are winning. You know, we're taking the cops off the street. So you guys go wild. Now, this is going to cause, let me see, a rather devastating scenario because you're going to have more crime. More people will be, will be contacting the government agencies and bodies responsible for laying off the police. You're going to have to pay more insurance. You're going to have to pay more at the stores. It's just going to make things worse. Well, that's in my opinion. So what I've done is I've asked my good friend, Dr. William Schneed, who is a criminologist, uh, to join me this hour to try and put some sense into this, this disaster in the making, as I see it. So when I come back from this two-minute commercial break, Dr. William Schneed is my special guest. His website, www.worldfind.biz. Exxon Nation, my name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon. And we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I still can't get over it. You call up Bell Canada and you end up in India. I'll be back. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213 213- Four zero one zero zero eight zero, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call two one three four zero one zero zero eight zero to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember two one three four zero one zero zero eight zero for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. 
Paso Nation. Dr. William Schneid is my guest this hour. Uh, Dr. Schneid has been actively involved in the field of law enforcement for over 40 years. His assignments included internal affairs, narcotics task force, as well as patrol and investigative duties. Dr. Schneid has taught at the Rio Hondo Regional Police Academy on officer survival and ethics, and he's consulted with and been assigned to various federal and, uh, and task forces during the past 40 years. He has been routinely appointed by Los Angeles County Superior and Municipal Court judges as an expert in alternative sentencing and narcotics. He's regarded as a professional seeker of truth and holds no bias to either the defense nor the prosecution. He is the recipient of the Law Enforcement Medal of Honor and the Medal for Valor. He uh, is certified by the State of California's Peace Officer Standards and Trainings Bureau through supervisory level. Dr. Schneid received his Ph.D. in 1994 with dual majors of criminology and psychology, graduating summa cum laude in his bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. year. He is currently the director of special operations for Apex Strategic Investigations Group, a licensed international private investigation firm in Los Angeles and Riverside counties. And once again, their website, www.worldfind.biz. And first of all, uh, Bill, welcome back to the Exxon. And uh, what's going on with law enforcement and why are municipalities, counties, and even the federal government starting to cut back on law enforcement officers? Well, it boils down to money. Uh, it's, it's simple. They've, uh, they've pared away uh, everything that they can think of, certainly law enforcement and fire services. Anything having to do with community safety is going to be the last to cut. Uh, that's not to say there aren't um, fat present elsewhere in a city uh, without having to attack uh, law enforcement. And and for this is this is a contemporary issue. This never happened years ago. People went into law enforcement because of a number of reasons, job mm-hmm. security being one of them, and literally being laid off was unheard of. So th- this is kind of a new phenomenon that we're addressing, and uh, you know, and, and analyzing you know police departments. I mean, we have you know probably across the nation, I would say, some fifty thousand. Uh, some odd law enforcement agencies. Mm-hmm. And the point really is that there's a lot of duplicity. Much of the problem <clears throat> arises out of the political nature of a city, regardless of size, wanting to control their police department. Uh, normally when it's uh, a, a county contract, in other words, uh, the, the county of Los Angeles has a sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Sheriff's department, in turn, uh, contracts to a number of contract cities who choose not to have their own police department. So you don't have the control, uh, the political control that you would have if you had your own small little police department. That being said, part of the problems is the budget requirements of having your own administrative staff, your own records bureau, your own police cars, maintenance, building, you know, everything that goes along with that overhead of running a police department. So if you figure 50,000 some odd departments all have chiefs and all have a hierarchy, that that creates a sizable budget issue. And, you know, departments are now, or cities are now viewing uh, being absorbed by other departments in, in order to uh, cut their budgetary requirements. Um, Oakland, uh, up in Northern California, just cut 80 officers off of their department, 
which meant that there's about 30 some odd different kinds of crime that a police officer will now not respond to, but that you will give the information to a recording. Um, and, and that takes, you know, 80 cops off the street because it's not so much just responding to a call. It's, it's an issue of patrol and, and crime prevention that's eliminated with those 80 people. All right, but uh, aren't we just opening the doors for more crime, and, and isn't this going to have a very serious negative negative effect on society? You know, I, I understand the the um, the financial aspect of it, but it's a necessary evil, in my opinion. Well, again, we we pick and choose our battles. Uh, I, you know, crime will always be present. I don't know any detective on any department anywhere who comes to work in the morning and says, you know something? I just don't have anything to do today. I mean, uh, detectives on departments are already stressed to the maximum Mm -hmm. as to what they can handle uh, caseload-wise. So, you know, it's very difficult. Many departments have gone to the so-called 410 series, which means you work four days, 10 hours a day, and, uh, and, and they're stretching it. Uh, police vehicles are not returned until oh, they have uh, somewhat over 100,000 miles on it, and that's, that's not easy driving 100,000 miles. You know, th- those cars have really been beaten. So, you know, to, uh, you know, to expect you to have a safe vehicle with over 100,000 miles on it is also stretching officer safety. So, and and more departments are going to one man cars uh, instead of two men. So you now have an, a greater issue of officer safety. So you're, you, that's been compromised through the years. And now with laying off additional officers, not only does it put a stress on the existing officers. Uh, as far as backups go, response to calls, mm-hmm. call times, responses will be extended on emergencies. And on some things, they just won't respond at all. I mean, there's several departments that aren't responding to burglar alarms anymore because 99% of them are false. So, you know, you're, you're going to get a, a, a downgrading of police services as we know it, and obviously, the criminals are more than gleeful uh, to see that. There's one. Uh, there's one group that are saying that what is actually happening is is that the municipalities and the cities are getting rid of their or cutting down their law enforcement agencies. So, in order that the government could actually put in a federal law enforcement agency in their place, it'll never happen. Uh, we're <clears throat> The so-called federal agency, if you will, uh, has always been viewed as the FBI. Right. Uh, and, and that only, I think, FBI agents, uh, you know, number about 10,000 or something. Uh, but that includes agents that are stationed all over the world. Uh, you know, the Secret Service has like 5,500 agents. So the ability to suddenly federalize uh, law enforcement one would never pass politically because, again, you have all those cities that want to have their individual little fiefdoms, right. and 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 hence, you know, I don't see that as as being realistic. Even you know, state police, mm-hmm. uh, 
that's more of a bigger issue on the East Coast than it is on the West Coast. We do have state police here, but they're very specific. You know, they guard state buildings, state parks. Uh, they do certain investigations at the state level, but nowhere like what you see in eastern states. You know, we don't have in California true, you know, state police. Uh, I guess you could say the highway patrol, you know, is something like that, but uh, we don't really have one. So I don't see, you know, the federalization happening. I mean, if it did, uh, I mean, it would be a, a night. I mean, remember, even at the federal level, uh, we're, we're so many trillion in debt, you know, I can't imagine the government suddenly deciding, well, let's now start a federal law enforcement agency. But what would happen if the government decided to use the troops to to act as law enforcement officers in order to absorb the the uh, the outstanding cost of law enforcement to the uh, to the different states, regions, and uh, municipalities? Well, you as a police former police officer mm-hmm. realize that it, it takes you know four months, six months of training, yeah. you know to you know to be even know what you're doing. So it's it's not a question of we'll take the National Guardsmen and suddenly convert them to police officers. I mean, police officers rely on informants. They rely on instinct. There's all kinds of things. I mean, you just don't pop out of the academy no, of course as, a, as, a, as a police officer. No, oh, I, I understand that, and, and I fully agree with you, Bill. But we're, t- we're talking about very strange times where that well, is. you see that we're doing that now, mm-hmm. where we sent the guard about fifteen hundred or so to the to yeah. augment the border patrol. Yes, uh, you know, but, but you know, fifteen hundred is excuse the expression, pissing in the wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nothing for a border that's you know six hundred miles long. You know, so that's you know that's not going to be effectual. Uh, we can build the highest fences and do the you know put rivers and do whatever else we want, but you know, not that I advocated, but unlike other countries who don't have an immigration problem, not necessarily because, you know, they're not the land of the free and the home of the brave, but, you know, simply if you try to get into that country illegally, you're shot. And, you know, that solves the problem. In our country, we put you on a bus and take you back to the border and pat you on the poo-poo and let you go. And that's one of the issues that we're seeing in Arizona, uh, is you know, they basically had it with the illegal immigrant mm-hmm. problem. The federal government isn't acting appropriately. And matter of fact, they're now suing the state of Arizona, which is even more preposterous. And, uh, you know, so you have, I, I would say, a general poor sense of morale uh, in law enforcement throughout the country. And now you've got individual law enforcement officers who are of uh, Hispanic heritage who are refusing to enforce the law in the state of of Arizona and are taking the state of Arizona to court. Yes, that is correct. Bill, you and uh, I have to take a commercial break, my friend. We'll be right back. Uh, Dr. William Schneid is my special guest this hour, ExoNation. www.worldfind.biz. Dr. Schneid is the Director of Special Operations for Apex Strategic Investigations Group, a licensed international private investigation firm in Los Angeles and Riverdale counties. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studio in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, Exo Nation. Dr. William Schneid is our special guest. www.worldfind.biz. Okay, so here we've got the United States of America taking the state of Arizona to court because of its immigration law. Now you've got police officers in the state of Arizona that is taking that are taking the state of Arizona to court because of the immigration law and these officers are of Hispanic origin. Then you've got governors from different states who are saying, "Well, wait a minute. We we agree with the state of Arizona and we're standing behind the state of Arizona." Bill, where do you see all this going? Well, it's it's a federal. It's become a federal mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, you know when you look at the popular vote and all the surveys that have been taken across the country, the the, the overwhelming majority of people polled, and these are legitimate, non-racial uh, pollings, uh, have found up to sixty, seventy percent. Uh, of those polled have favored the Arizona um, anti-illegal alien bill, if you will. So, you know, know, the the people of this country are are frankly sick and tired of having illegal people, you know, running amok. I mean, everybody who's a legitimate citizen of this country understands what their requirements are, pays their taxes, does everything that they should. Now, if you consider of the 14 million that are here that are here illegally and the vast percentage not paying taxes, but but sucking off of federal, state, local assets. Uh, matter of fact, one of the, the laws of California is regardless of whether your children are here illegally or not, we must provide an education. So here are, you know, those people who are legitimately mm-hmm. here having to use their tax dollars to educate who knows how many people 
because this is a requirement. You know, our emergency rooms are compelled to treat anybody who walks in there. And hence, you, you have hundreds of millions of dollars being spent for medical treatment because these folks don't have medical insurance. But we're, again, obligated to take care of all these folks. So, and if they're here illegally and have a child, that child automatically becomes a citizen and, and the family almost becomes a vested interest in the child, so they become legal. I understand, so, I understand that's called anchoring. Correct. Correct. So, so you know, I mean, we're, 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 we're certainly founded as a, as a country of immigrants, but, you know, we like to think that, uh, you know, our government mm-hmm. is, is backing up our immigration policy and up to this point, they're not, and that was what caused Arizona to throw up their hands and say, we've had it. You know, you're not helping us, so we've got to take the bull by the horns and do something about this. You know, their their stream beds were littered with, with all kinds of stuff discarded uh, by immigrants trying to uh, sneak their way, you know, in there. I mean, just within a few miles of, of Tucson, within a few miles of Phoenix, you know, it's just litter, garbage, feces, just everything that you can think of discarded as, as part of human waste as these folks try to uh, integrate themselves into our society and find places to live and work. Why isn't the Mexican government working harder with the American government to make sure that this doesn't happen? Because, and here it is, my good friend, because the majority of these folks have lots of relatives still living in Mexico. The line of people at the post office to get money orders to send them to Mexico is ridiculous. So a vast amount of that money because it buys more, mm-hmm. is sent to their impoverished family residing in the various areas of Mexico. So it's a cash cow for Mexico. In Mexico, they're spending basically American-earned money. So the folks here are living <clears throat> on a pittance, but sending you know the majority of their cash over to Mexico because they can't work for that kind of money over there. I mean, the minimum wage of just a, a fine-on-the-corner street laborer uh, is $80 a day cash. Wow. All right. You know, I know a lot of people that would love to make $80 a day sure. cash. That's equivalent probably close to 100 if you consider taxes. So let me ask you this then, Bill. Why isn't the American government doing more to stop the number of illegal immigrants from coming into the United States from Mexico? Well, I don't know that that's an easily solved question because, you know, rhetorically, what do you expect the government to do? Uh, The only option, really, because of the size of our border, Mm -hmm. is, you know, to increase the size of the Border Patrol, increase, you know, sensors, uh, helicopter patrol, etc. But I, I think that of itself is not the answer. I think there has to be a a punitive aspect to it that's lacking. At the moment, all we do is pick these folks up, you know, uh, put them on a bus, take them back to the border, and they just keep repeating this. So 
you know, that is, is not, there's no deterrent. Mm-hmm. So we can put a million guys on the border, and as long as there's no risk, really, uh, to the folks coming in, other than crossing the desert or whatever, <clears throat> you know, environmental risks, uh, you know, they just keep getting bussed back. I mean, we have to figure out that if this person has tried to, you know, come in here two or three times and, you know, they're going to serve a prison term uh, because without there being a deterrent to come in here illegally, it only makes sense for all of these folks to just be a constant river of humanity. All right, but it, in the past, you and I have discussed the the problem with prison overpopulation as it is right now. So how would we make room or make space, find the find the funding necessary to fill up the existing prisons, build, build more prisons because of the immigration influx? I have the solution for you. I mean, besides what, shooting what, what a few did, of them. What did we do with the hundreds of thousands of Japanese that we rounded ah. up and put in relocation in, camps? Internment camps. Or internment camps. Yeah. I mean, we don't need these facilities to have you know, people with machine guns on it, as you would in a formal prison. We just need, you know, basically a herding area where we can confine these people. I mean, we're not interested in, you know, they're not here doing huge prison terms. They're not violent offenders. You know, they just try to get in here. But, you know, so the same, you know, the same aspects of uh, the internment camps. I think you just create that. The sheriff, uh, in uh, Mar- Maricopa County, uh, Sheriff Joe, who is, you know, has some outlandish methods of, of dealing with criminals, but they work. You know, he has prisoners wearing pink jumpsuits, and he has, you know, uh, when his jails got overcrowded, he just built tents. He says there's nothing, so there's nothing wrong with a tent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's his philosophy, and obviously the people of Arizona keep reelecting him. So they must be happy with how he's doing his job. And again, I don't care if these people are intense. You know, that, that's not my problem. You know, I mean, they're getting fed in custody undoubtedly better than they were from the country they came from. Plus the fact is they're here illegally and, you know, it's, it's, a, very, it's a very perplexing situation that uh, that the immigration department finds itself in because they don't have enough manpower as you did say it's a very big border and they get caught they just get bust back so there is no deterrent value and that's what's required when fighting crime and these people when they enter the country illegally they are criminals well just as a point of curiosity you know what does canada do with the illegal immigrants I, i don't know bill I, I I don't know. You know, we don't. You don't hear a lot about that up here. You, well, that you, may be a you good really question, don't. though, because remember, we had all you know from the Vietnam era. We had mm-hmm. all those draft dodgers that were you know heading north to Canada. Well, obviously they were in the country illegally, you know, and and so I just wonder, you know, because I don't know, is is what is the Canadian. Uh, philosophy as to how do we deal with illegal people that's a good question i'll have to check that out and that'll be a topic for our next show i'll get somebody because you think about it i mean if we become difficult enough then you know you don't see these people 
migrating through the United States and 10 million are in Canada. So there's got to be a reason that, you know, Canada isn't appealing. Well, because we're too far north. Our, 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 our climate, for one thing, isn't conducive to, to people who live south of the border. Our winters are very harsh. Isn't that ironic? So they're here for the climate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you, I, and I'm just relating that as there are there are certain animals who stay within a certain climatal atmosphere because it's conducive to their species. No, I think you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, I, I'm sure there's more people that speak Spanish in this country than in Canada. Oh, that 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 is for, that is for sure. That, so that, that, that's that is not for a sure. question. No. But I mean, when you think of, um, you know, when you think of uh, of the attractiveness, I think of our country and certainly our southern or our western states. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you know a huge amount. Now, keep in mind also, one of the. I mean, we, we were focusing on Hispanic, but there's a huge volume of Chinese illegal immigrants that are brought in by freighters and, mm-hmm. and so forth that have, that have paid ten twenty thousand dollars $20,000 to be smuggled into the United States. So we have a, a vast amount of these unspoken folks from China that you know, are, are illegally entering this country as and, well. And, and yet the focus is on the, the Mexican people who try to enter into the U.S. illegally and not the, the other ethnic groups. So is, oh, there, yeah. is, so is there racial profiling involved here? Well, there is because, again, the predominance of people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are Hispanic. So, you know, there's, there's, there's no doubt if you're talking about numbers, uh, you, you would have to acknowledge that of all the ethnicities involved, that obviously Hispanics, you know, represent a larger percentage of the illegal population. Now, I'd just like to say one thing, Bill, that I do not blame anyone for trying to make a better life for themselves or for their families. However, there's a right and a wrong way to do that. To, to go into a country illegally, in my eyes, is not setting an example of someone who would later want to become a citizen. Oh, I agree. And, 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 and that's why... Um, you know, since if we face the reality mm-hmm. that we have 14 million illegal people here, you know, and we know that we're not going to deport them. So that being said, I think like once before when we had the amnesty program, I think it's time to do that and and say, okay, you know, if you can prove you've been here for five years or 10 years or whatever the figure is, uh, you know, we're going to give you amnesty and you're going to get a social security number and pay taxes. So to me, we're in a better situation by causing, by making these people, you know, instant citizens or some other arena that you want to place them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But more importantly, it's just almost like talking about decriminalizing pot. I mean, this is, this is a vast sum of taxable, money out there or people that could be contributing given the fact that we're not going to deport them. So if we're not going to deport them, we might as well tax them. Exactly, because as it is now, they're not paying any tax, and yet they're receiving the benefits of the social system. Correct. 
Yeah. Bill, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, our special guest this hour is Dr. William Schneed. Once again, his website is www.worldfind.biz. And Dr. Schneed is currently Director of Special Operations for Apex Strategic Investigations Group, a licensed international private investigation firm in Los Angeles and Riverside Counties. My name is Rob McConnell. Dr. Schneed and I will be back after this break. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder, Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. And welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Dr. William Schneed. He is the uh, Director of Special Operations for Apex Strategic Investigations Group, a licensed international private investigator firm in Los Angeles and Riverside Counties. www.worldfind.biz is their website. And Bill, always great having you here with the Exxon. One topic we didn't uh, touch tonight that I wanted to speak to you briefly was on the, the spies that were rounded up and shipped out to Russia. Oh, well, that's a whole other program, so let's keep our listeners yeah. hanging until the next program. But, you know, one thing you failed to you know, acknowledge was that? that the Canadian Association of Radio Broadcasters gave you an award for having the longest signature line of anybody in Canadian radio. 
yeah. Nobody has more contact information than you, Rob. I try. I really try. But you know what? It works. It does. It does. You know, like um, we're getting hits from all over the world, and our downloads uh, on iTunes are just skyrocketing. And uh, I was at a meeting yesterday in Niagara that is going to prove very, very interesting. And uh, there will be some major changes to the uh, some of the programming here on the X-Zone coming in November of this year. I'm sure it'll be exciting for all the listeners. It is. It'll also include some brand new viewers. Uh, that's all I'm allowed to say up to this point. But as we get closer and once all the... All the papers are signed and the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. It's really exciting and I'm very excited to have been uh, approached by the new broadcast network. Well, it's always a pleasure to be part of you. Well, Bill, you know what? You're a hardworking guy. Uh, Law enforcement is a very important part of maintaining freedom, security, and our way of living, as well as a very important part of society. People don't understand what it's like to care, to wear a target or a badge. People need to hear what you have to say, Bill, because you've been every aspect of it. You're a decorated police officer. You sent me a couple of weeks ago uh, an award that you received from the ATF. This is why we love having you on the show, Bill, to tell the listeners law enforcement's viewpoints. And um, I want to thank you very much for being part of the Exxon family. Oh, my pleasure. You know, when you made a quick comment earlier about the uh, uh, Arizona cops suing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have a real strict feeling. You know, every law enforcement agency is a quasi-military organization. Yes. It's real simple. You don't like the rules, leave. Exactly. You exactly. Know, I, that's, that's my only comment on those people. But I you think know, that... I, I can't have any respect for them. I think this officer is using it for his own political uh, platform, which is wrong. Take the shield off. Hand in your ID card, your pocket badge, your gun if you want to start taking political shots at the system that you're sworn to protect. Totally agree. Bill, take care of yourself, my friend. Speak to you in a couple of weeks when we'll discuss the Russian spies. You got it. Be safe. Take care, buddy. Dr. William Schnee, www.worldfind.biz. Well, that's it for this week, Exxon. I'll be back Monday as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. Have a great weekend, everyone. Be safe. Take care of your children, let them know that they're loved, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Have a great weekend.